Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We have a heart for you, sister, and a God-sized vision that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. And so we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16 through 17 over you. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Well, welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. As a reminder, we are at the tail end of season four, which is our transformed season. So all season long, we've been meeting with different lady friends and talking about how God has transformed our lives or our view of himself through his word. So we are on the last guest episode of the season. And today I'm sitting here with my friend, Rachel. And in a minute, she'll tell you a little bit more about who she is. Um, we're, at, we're actually at a new location today. We're at the Victory Project. And if you don't know what the Victory Project is, you'll have to wait a couple more minutes because Rachel's going to do a good job of explaining what that is. But it is a ministry in Dayton that is near and dear to our hearts and um, lots of people that we know as hearts. So Rachel, why don't you tell our guests who you are, where God has you in the season, and just a little, little snippet of what your life is like. All right. Well, I first, before I even introduce myself, just want to say that I'm so extremely thankful for Dayton Women in the Word um, for so many reasons, for the wonderful people that I've been able to meet um, and just being able to meet you, Bethany, and get to see your love for the Lord, but your love for the boys here. And I'm just thankful to call you my friend. And um, But my name is Rachel Wilson, and I just first I always want anyone that I meet to know that I love Jesus, mm -hmm. and I am so in love with his word. Um, and then after that comes, <laughs> um, I am a wife to Jason Wilson, and he also works here at the Victory Project, which we'll still talking about in a minute. And then I am mother to Bailey, who's 16, Kana, who's 14, and Sophie, who is 11. Yes, they're all girls. <laughs> and um, other than that, I love the role of being a teacher, and I've been it in different forms and fashions throughout the last hmm, over 20 years of being graduated, <laughs> and um, love that I get to say I went to Wright State, um, and just that continuation of just being a student. And a, a lot of times it's just being a student of God's Word, mm -hmm. which is my favorite type of student to be, and um, God has brought us on <laughs> so many adventures in the last 18 years of being married to Jason. Um, he has been a pastor for the last 20 years, but this past September is when he took on a staff position here at the Victory Project. So he um, just had a new role, which was a new role for our family because we were 
I was just used to being a pastor's Mm -hmm. wife and my kids were used to being, you know, PKs. Mm -hmm. And so it has been just a desire of our heart to just be every single day living in the lives of um, people who need it the most. And what we found out is we've needed them the most. Mm -hmm. Um, It's beautiful how that works um, and such an example of the gospel um, and our need for for Jesus. But we'll also talk about that later too. (laughs) Um, But what is really awesome is that my season of life right now um, just that transition from talking about the Victory Project to it has, it has been up to this point um, an after school mentorship program for boys. And we are so happy to announce that the next season that God has brought me into and a bunch of willing and passionate other ladies um, is the girls division of the Victory Project. So all of the praise hands are yes. being raised. It needs to be like a woohoo. From, yes. <laughs> like a woohoo sound. That bite. would be awesome. <laughs> yes, because that is everyone's response when we get to talk about how, um, yes, it's been a personal journey of God bringing me to this point, but it has been God's direction of so many women, um, their heart and their passion for the young ladies in Montgomery County and how we just can't wait to reach them with the gospel. And so it is an immense need. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that we serve a huge God who is um, ready to equip us exactly how we need to be equipped, um, we will fully rely on him and see what he does. So that is where I am at right now. We went from the research and development stage of the Victory Project Girls, and we are now official and to just to let you know, Dayton Women in the Word, <laughs> that this is the first public announcement that we have made. So so if you didn't think you were already lucky for being a listener, you're extra, yes. extra fortunate yeah. now. Yes. And so as we continue forward, just in my story, um, it's neat that I'll get to explain more about what the Victory Project girls will look like. Um, so... That's where I'm at right now, though. So excited to be at this point in my life. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's really cool because I I really just first interacted with Rachel maybe like less than six months ago. And we've we've been spending a lot of time together lately. Um, But it was really neat because at one of our um, events recently for um, getting the research and development phase off the ground, I was talking to her mom and her mom made a comment that of of Rachel and her siblings, Rachel was probably the most difficult one in some ways to raise and so it's it's cool that you know I didn't I didn't know that about Rachel but I know her as such a sweet woman of the Lord who is just following the Lord deeply through a very unknown you know phase so it's really cool to kind of see on the other side of that where God's brought you yes which is one more reason why (laughs) I understand um what girls go through. And although we all have different Mm -hmm. needs and all have different um, situations in our life that God brings us through, I am very thankful Mm -hmm. that I had support and love around me to guide me because I was... I was a mess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Still a mess, but that's, just in a different that's way. That's why we need yes. Jesus exactly. for all of the messes. Exactly. Yes. 
So um, why don't you tell us, I know it's probably hard to narrow it down, especially with this like really new, exciting season of just following the Lord kind of blindly where he's leading, but what is a um, passage or a couple passages of scripture um, that has been um, transformative for you, whether it's your view of who God is or um, it's just transformed your life in some way? Mm-hmm. Well, I love getting questions like this because it does really make you stop and think about what all God has taught you, Mm -hmm. what the Holy Spirit um, now is able to just um, have you remember and the time that you need it the most. Mm -hmm. And so just reflecting back on where God has brought me, um, it it wasn't the easiest um, transition to get me out of teaching in a public school to say, Mm -hmm. yes, I will commit God to whatever it is that you will have for me. And so this passage of scripture that I'm kind of just setting, I'm setting the stage (laughs) for it right now. Um, But it has been an ongoing theme in my life. Um, Over the past few years, um, we moved back from Colorado about four years ago, and God had started bringing me so patiently and lovingly out of my comfort zone and into a space that was just getting me to this current call Mm -hmm. on my life. And so I can look back now and see it, but it was this concept and understanding of God and his all sufficiency Mm -hmm. during, during it all. So that has been just the reoccurring theme. Also, about three years ago, I, I did just a study on the names of God mm-hmm. um, found in Scripture and something that's so creative about God that He is so awesome and creative in His Word to do and to, and to show us is that um, there are so many different um ways that he shows us his character and nature through his names in the Old Testament. And so um, we just did a study of of them all, and then God has been able to draw me so close to him during that time. And now, during different seasons, he will just say, remember, I'm Mm. your Elroy. Remember, I'm your... El Shaddai. And so during this time in my life, it has had to have been, God, you are all sufficient. You are all that you have needed in creation, which is so um, just comforting to know that God doesn't need us, but he desires um, us. And so that has been something that has been so transformative for me. But I do want to take us to the portion of Scripture where God first presents himself as um, God Almighty. Um, And so to just kind of set that up a a little bit, in Genesis uh, 15, we um, see that God comes to Abram and he um, shares with him his covenant. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in Genesis 16, we see that Abram... And Sarah, I try to be sufficient uh, for this situation, which you talk about, Bethany, in your um, podcast, which was so neat to see that. Um, And then in Genesis 17, we see that God revisits Abram, and that's the portion of Scripture that we're in. So just a little side note, 
I love Genesis for so many reasons, but God really sets the stage in Genesis for so many reoccurring Mm -hmm. themes throughout Scripture. So we see him as a covenant God in Genesis. We see him as the rescuer. We see him as the loving God who desires relationship with his people. And then he just builds Mm -hmm. off of that all throughout Scripture. So as many times as you can go back to Genesis, um, I would say go for it. Um, so I will go ahead and read that unless you would like me to pause. Oh, no. An, go okay. right ahead. All right. So we're now in Genesis 17 in verse 1, and I'm going to read through 7. And again, this is when God is um, approaching Abram after Um, He has tried to be sufficient on his own. So now when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, father of a multitude. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings will come forth from you. And then in verse seven, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. So there's so much (laughs) in that portion of scripture, but I will be focused, Bethany. <laughs> all right, because this I'm is what, what has met um, me in my biggest time of need, as far as um, what I needed from God, and He has always been exactly what I have needed. So, in verse one, where it says, "I am God Almighty," um, that God Almighty means in Hebrew El Shaddai, and. Um, when I used to teach it to my kids, I would, um, and I think it was actually one of my students that told me this, um, the way that you can remember El Shaddai as God being all sufficient is to say he's all sufficient, like (laughs) El Shaddai. (laughs) So now you will remember that that's what that means. Um, so I was thankful for that student and them letting me know that, but back to this scripture, um, I want to be able to just sit for a second and think about um, God approaching us Mm -hmm. uh, and making that promise to Abram um, that all the world through him would be blessed. And Mm -hmm. and we later know that that seed was the, the king that would come from that would be David. And then the king of kings that would come from that is Jesus. And then we see, and I won't get too far ahead, but in Colossians, how all of God's promises in the Old mm. Testament become yes because yes, I love of that Jesus. Verse. Isn't that oh. so? Yes. Colossians 1 is just awesome anyway. But like any day you that know. you have an iota of doubt, like you just yes. need to turn that mm-hmm. back to that verse. Yes, it is. It is so good. And I actually think... Um, that I misquoted. It's actually in Second Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Colossians. There's a lot of good stuff That's in okay. Colossians. That's why we have Google. Yes, it's yes. Fine. But Second Corinthians <laughs> one nineteen and twenty. Yikes. Um, both Paul 
you know, but um, I, going back to Genesis 17, though, there's just a couple of things that just so are comforting to me when I hear God's conversation with Abram. And I love God's visual in Mm -hmm. in verse 3, where he (laughs) says, just let that go. I love God's visual um, that he gives us in verse 3, where God is talking, and it says, Abram fell on his face. And that, I love that posture, and God's um, just knowing that we would need to see that. This is what you have to offer me, Mm. flat on your face. Um, So Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, so... 17, 18 times and seven verses, God refers to himself Mm -hmm. in some way. And just that over and over again, us needing to have that focus beyond God, you've called yourself God Almighty. You are all sufficient. There is, you completely sustain, you completely nourish, you completely um, give us all that we need. And in and of yourself, you're all that you need. Um, and so, which makes our relationship with him so much sweeter because mm-hmm. he doesn't need us for anything, but he desires to use us and he wants that relationship with us. So I, I love that, um, truth. And, and during this time in life of, and I don't, I've been through many seasons where I felt inadequate, yeah. but more than ever for the call that God has placed on my life in the season that I'm in. Um, I can start to um, believe that lie that I'm I'm inadequate. I'm not able to handle this. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then God so lovingly reminds me of, well, no, you well you are inadequate um, <laughs> in and of yourself, but your adequacy mm-hmm. comes from who you are um, because. The Holy Spirit is within you, and just that resting in that. Instead of it being defeating, mm-hmm. it becomes freeing, mm-hmm. and it, it is resting in who um, God has made us to be, but then also in that, God, I understand that you love my husband way more than mm-hmm. I, better than I can. I, I cannot be for him what only you can be for him. The same with my girls. I cannot be... Um, I, I mess up all the time. So I cannot be for them what only you can be for them. And then now approaching this whole ministry with Victory Project Girls, I have to rest in God's all-sufficiency um, or or I will be defeated before I get started. Yeah. I love um, – I've done several Bible studies that utilize um, – tools that Jen Wilkin covers in her book, Women of the Word. And then Mm -hmm. um, I just finished one of her actual studies and I just have really grown to appreciate her um, dependence and insistence on how we need to start our scripture study by looking to see how scripture points to God. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. it's such an easy, um, easy role for us to take where we approach scripture wanting an answer, wanting to be reminded Mm -hmm. of good things of, you Mm -hmm. know, well, what does scripture say that my identity is like, that's not a bad question to ask. That's great. But 
we miss the boat when we're looking for those affirmations from scripture instead of looking at scripture for God. And Mm -hmm. I love, you know, several chapters later, um, she kind of walks through this example in her book, but in the um, portion where God is appearing to Moses in Mm. the burning bush for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he gives Moses this crazy task of, you know, going to this ruler and asking him to free this group of people that Mm -hmm. he's enslaved. And understandably, Moses has like a lot of questions about, you know, who am I? Why are you, you know, all of his questions, if you kind of read through that portion, you know, all are about him and his shortcomings and like, Mm -hmm. are you sure? And if you look at God's response, God always turns him back to, you know, I am who I am. Right. He doesn't ever answer Moses's, you know, questions about like, well, what am I supposed to say? He says, tell them who I am. Right. He doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, give Mm -hmm. him these other answers because he is sufficient of himself. Yes. And I think that that mindset of approaching scripture and just approaching your walk with the Lord is completely transformative Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you transition from this consumer mentality that you yes. didn't even realize mm-hmm. you were operating under to just wanting to know more about Jesus right. and God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. And when you when you really approach God's word and say, this is my time with you, this mm-hmm. is meeting with you, this is hearing from you, this is just desiring so deeply to know more of you, then all of those um, things that consume us mm-hmm. or, or things are a byproduct like we will be able to not worry we will right. be able to be anxious for nothing because we are so intimately close with the lord that that is what he offers mm-hmm. to us yeah so you are are so true and i love it because somewhere here in my notes i have <laughs> that um verse in exodus um which is i so, promise we didn't do this on purpose no no but this is not the first time that's happened with us either <laughs> yeah so there are the just from um genesis 17 those reminders of when abram was weak mm-hmm. god was strong. Um, and then you see that theme throughout the New Testament too, and Paul teaches on that. Um, and just to know that in relationship um, that God made in the Old Covenant, but then the New Covenant that he makes through Christ, the his all-sufficiency is in, in our salvation. <laughs> our, his all-sufficiency is in the, the big things, but also in just the daily task, mm-hmm. all the self-talk that we have that is defeating. Um, he, he wants to be sufficient for mm-hmm. all of it. And man, I am able to carry out, it's kind of like my mantra for life now of Galatians 5 and verse 1. And it's a really um, popular portion of scripture that is um, Galatians 5, 1, it was for freedom that Christ mm-hmm. set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. And and then in verse 13, for you were called to freedom. And and there are 
you can go through and and think of all the reasons why Jesus came um, to be to just fulfill that new covenant that that God made with His people, and to know that He desires for us just to be free. It was for freedom that um, Christ set us free, and the only way that's going to happen is if you're just resting in. God, I know, just like Paul said, I'm a nobody, mm-hmm. you know, but that everything I could possibly need is found in you. Mm-hmm. But then what hope then that that offers others, because we're not going to find ourselves in a situation where we're like, mm, that's beyond God's reach, or that's beyond something that he's able to handle right. or take care of. It's just continuous hope because you're like, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, God is all they need. God is all I need. And so what hope that we get to bring to people when we truly believe that, you know? Um, So no circumstance, no situation is beyond his sufficiency. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Um, So it really has helped me um, not only as that wife and that mom, Mm -hmm. but now just like moving forward where where God has me that I am always going to be able to as many times as I need to, which is probably going to be a lot, um, that I'll be able to go back to that portion of scripture Mm -hmm. and then see the theme throughout. Um, And I love that you kind of spoke to that a little bit when you you first started talking just about how... um, how much we're called to remember things and Mm -hmm. how often, you know, something will happen and you don't really realize the full picture of it or the full impact of what God is teaching you until, you know, a couple skips down, down the road. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big, big advocate for, I've become more of an old Testament girl. I used to always like Mm -hmm. put myself in the new Testament camp and now, um, especially going through this, the 365 reading plan, I've really appreciated going through the Old Testament again. But just how many times there is a call to remember in yes. the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And then it makes sense because, you know, not too far into the Israelites' history, I think when we got to Judges and like the very first chapter talks about how, you know, the the generation passed away that had gone mm-hmm. through the wilderness and there was a generation who didn't remember. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. that was so fast. How mm-hmm. did that happen? And, you know, the same thing could be said for me, but just that visual reminder there's um, in Joshua 4, um, after they had crossed, um, crossed over the Jordan River, I think the, the Lord commands um, Joshua to place 12 smooth stones mm. um, down there. And then he asks, you know, they say, so w- what am I supposed to tell people when they ask about it? And he tells them, you know, tell them that the Lord, you know, did this, 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 and this. And, right. you know, he is such a good, gentle God that he knows that we're forgetful. Exactly. And he doesn't yes. mm-hmm. hold it against us. Like, you know, if he was this just all domineering, you know, powerful God that didn't have any compassion or any mercy, he would, he would be well within his rights to just punish us for all the forgetting that right. we do mm-hmm. and all the um, chasing after other gods that we do. But he is compassionate and yes. he um, sometimes has to force us to remember through mm-hmm. different means, but just how gracious he is to do that. And I mm-hmm. think that's, that's like a small glimmer, you know, we'll, we'll be studying Hosea this summer and just, 
just another ev evidence of how, you know, God has very low tolerability for us um, replacing him with other things. Right. And it's not because he's mean. No. It's because he loves us mm -hmm. and he wants us for himself. Right. And mm -hmm. I think as women, that's an especially poignant picture because who doesn't want to be wanted? And so mm. just to see that this, you know, perfect God who sacrificed everything. Yes still wants us that badly right when we've basically you know kicked him in the shins and mm -hmm. said no thanks i right. i can do it better myself yep no, turned he, our back he's on still him. the one yep. that comes mm -hmm. after us yes because if he waited for us to come to him we would be goners oh my goodness like, yes so. yes and then that just ties right back into that that all sufficiency of because <laughs> he knows us and there is no way that we'd be able to carry out what mm -hmm. it is that is best for us. Mm -hmm. So he lovingly pursues after us and then has given us so much of his word to say, you're going to have to have the discipline of remembering yeah. or you're going to forget. Yeah. And you're so right. It's not condemning. Um, he's like, I'm going to put something in place for you because I know that you're going to forget. And, and what's best for you is to remember my love for you and to remember how I've been faithful to you and to remember that you can rest in me. Um, and you're so right. You see that in, um, I think it is just a couple chapters before in Genesis where Abram has um, makes a spot, a place of remembrance. Mm -hmm. And uh, I definitely, I have noticed that not only in my own life of how many, how many times I'm like, oh my goodness, God, I, I forgot that, you mm -hmm. know, or I forgot that time in my life where you did this for me mm -hmm. and seeing that um, lived out in my girls' lives now to be able to say, remember when God was faithful mm. us, to us during this time and to really be intentional about setting that yeah. um, time aside to be able to say, how has God been good to us? What has mm. he carried us through? What has he forgiven us of over and over again? And yeah, and it just makes the relationship even sweeter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is so freeing because he wants us to live in freedom doesn't he yeah he does yeah. well rachel i mean i feel like we could just talk for ages but i do too you know this yeah. this podcast season we're like sticking to a shorter time frame which is just silly sometimes but is there anything else that um any last parting thoughts that you would want our readers to know that have just really kind of been meaningful in this season of your life before we close out for the day i do want to just because i'm a stickler on i said the wrong verse <laughs> but it it is something that i want to to just really tie into so second corinthians mm -hmm. 1 19 and 20 for the son of god Jesus Christ was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. And so when we are having doubts about who we are and, and what God has created us for and to be and, and doubting love or mm. doubting um, just all of our inadequacies, um, then I would just encourage you mm -hmm. to just find yourself nestled right back mm -hmm. in his word and let him just speak his truth 
um, to you because it is it is the only thing that satisfies. Um, and and I can look at our lives and say, man, God, you have fully blessed us in relationships. You've blessed us with um, awesome church family. You've blessed us with friends and with purpose. But the best part about this life is our relationship with him, you know, and it is everlasting. And so I would just say to so many times that our focus gets put on what is missing or what we need to work on or what is, you know, what's the next task that I can complete to feel fill in the blank. And and I would just say that remembering and and making sure that we just nestle into God and let him speak his truth into our lives. I would say that would be a good thing for us to do for the rest of our lives. Amen yeah. and amen. Yeah. And for eternity. Eternity. Forever yes. and ever. Yes. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for hanging out with me tonight, Rachel. And depending on how well Jordan edits this, you may have gotten a few guest appearances by some of the boys in the background. So if you haven't, I just have to plug this because I'm biased. But if you are looking for somewhere to serve in the Dayton area, Rachel and I would love for you to be part of what God is doing in the Victory Project and what he is at work doing crazy awesome things with um, the Victory Project for girls. So um, I'm just thank you, thankful for you sharing um, what God has taught you about his sufficiency and that all of his promises are yes in him. It doesn't say that his promises necessarily get fulfilled the way we want them to be fulfilled, no. but they are fulfilled mm-hmm. because he is a promise keeping God. Yes, and he is. Everything is yes in him. So I hope that that has encouraged our listeners today because I know it's encouraged me. So I will see you soon. Rachel. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. For more resources and encouragement about how to go deep in God's Word, visit us at DaytonWomenInTheWord.com on Instagram and Facebook. May you dwell richly in His Word today, sister. Mm